now, back to the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show, talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM. We've had a caller waiting patiently on the Baker team hotline. So before we get to Got You Covered, let's head to the phone lines. Lobro, what do we have? We got Fred the Beetle Guy waiting patiently here for us. We always appreciate that. Fred the Beetle Guy on the Baker team hotline. What's going on, Fred? Hey, Tim. <clears throat> How are you doing on this little bit of a soggy day in the NRV, brother? Doing just fine. You know, I talked to Lobro on the intercall, mm-hmm. and the way I describe what's coming down out there is sort of a drizzle. I don't even think it's a drizzle. I think it's not raining. I, w- I was willing to let, let Lobro save face a bit. But then there's about uh, we're, we're out uh, in Fairlawn, so uh, so maybe elsewhere it's, it's raining. So uh, we have a we have a little bit of a difference of uh, judgment, but I don't know what it's doing there. So, right. but that was my I was trying to help on one little bit of information to come up with Appreciate the right it. terminology. So, who knows? Uh, it's to each his own and her. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, and now the big uh, bit is uh, the two little rascal characters you mm-hmm. were thinking of. I've got those. It's Darla. Darla. It wasn't Delilah. It was Darla. I knew Darla, that. Darla, there you go. And, um, oh, geez. I think I, the others I was right, Rose. Alfalfa, it was Spanky, it was Buckwheat. I think I got most of them. Well, uh, there were two casts, actually, and Buckwheat and Alfalfa uh, and Darla and Petey were in the second group. And I can't think of the second name. Oh, oh, the he was in the first cast with one of the weird voice. was Froggy. Froggy. There you go. He was one with the glasses. Yeah, exactly. Glasses and a mullet. Okay, so we got that out of the way. <laughs> I didn't even do it by looking at a computer, man. I, 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 I think I was stagehand for those guys. All right. But anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, uh, and congratulations to Lobro on his engagement. And uh, uh, just in time, I'm going to drop off those uh, Valentine CDs for you and him so you can serenade your ladies with those. All right. Appreciate it, Fred. Well, and uh, what was the other thing? Uh, I'm... 1,000% behind you about the conditioning situation and seemingly a little bit of a lack of that for those young mm. fellas. So uh, I'd be interested to know, does the basketball team have a conditioning uh, representative or do they have to sort of take use of some of the football uh, weight No, no, they, 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 they have guys. their own. I mean, they're a Division One basketball team. They have every resource available. And, and I'm not saying they didn't work hard this offseason. I don't want to call them out like that. I just think – until you're in it, you don't realize how much of a um, you know a, a, your body has to be ready for the long, long college basketball season. Well, that uh, that seems to be the case here, and uh, a little scared. And that it's we, mentally that too. They have a little bit of an off couple of days shooting that mm-hmm. uh, they don't have that oomph to just say, "Hey, you got to keep putting it up," and uh, and they'll fall. But uh, they're they're doing okay, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that's about it. And you all uh, have a great rest of the week. All right, thanks, Fred. That is Fred the Beetle Guy on the Baker team hotline. And I want to, I want to be clear. When I'm saying they're hitting the wall, I'm not blaming anyone. They, they, like they, Some of the best players in college basketball history have hit a freshman or sophomore wall. It's just something that comes with the territory. Um, it's just rare when you have a team that depends so much on freshmen uh, that they they have to. right? And, and, and they're, they're freshmen that maybe don't have the talent reserves that some of the Kentucky and Duke teams that we've seen depend this much on freshmen have to lean back on, right? They can't just lean back on 45-inch verticals. They have to lean back on their basketball. 
Um, and when you get tired, that's one of the first things to go. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the, the gotcha covered segment before we move along too far. This is getting you covered on everything that happened this weekend. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. And let's get started with the biggest story of the weekend. That, of course, being football. The XFL is here, and it's not that bad. I mean, if, if a spring football league is going to work, this is going to be it. It's run correctly. They have spent the money where it mattered, meaning coaching and quarterbacks. How about this one, everybody? Most players are making less than sixty grand. Starting quarterbacks, $495,000. Because the XFL understands that the quality of play starts, begins, ends, finishes, midway, everything with the quarterback position. If this doesn't work, then I'm going to tell every single billionaire out there with their eyes on owning a professional football league, you might as well just save your money and try to buy an NFL franchise because the XFL is the best shot we're going to have at it. For those of you paying attention to the games, the D.C. Defenders, how about this, everybody? Good football in D.C., winning football in D.C. You just have to look at the Defenders. They win 31-19 over the Seattle Dragons, which sounds like a made-up team. The Houston Roughnecks, 37, with at least part of that due to Cam Phillips, former Virginia Tech wide receiver, scored the first touchdown in the history of the Houston Roughnecks. They win 37-17 over the L.A. Wildcats. The Tampa Bay Vipers, Weighed down by the quarterback play of Aaron Murray, former Georgia star, uh, end up losing to the New York Guardians and Matt McGloin, 23-3. And then the final game of the weekend, the St. Louis Battlehawks, who by far have the coolest name in the bunch, end up holding on to beat the Dallas Renegades 15-9. Jordan Tamu, uh, 20 of 27, 209 yards, a touchdown, and no interceptions as the Battlehawks get the victory. Also, XFL history made by a former Virginia Tech Hokie. Cam Phillips scores the first touchdown in the history of the Houston Roughnecks. Ricky Walker, defensive lineman, formerly of the Virginia Tech Hokies. The first player in the history of the entire league of the XFL to get kicked out of a game. Threw a punch in the first half of his XFL game for the Tampa Vipers, and he was escorted to the bench. We'll see if that becomes a habit or if it remains something that seems so unbelievably out of character for a player like Ricky Walker. John Jones in the UFC octagon defended his light heavyweight title against Dominic Reyes by unanimous decision. We've had this conversation before regarding Conor McGregor, but there is something about the primitive, about the barbaric sport that is UFC that encourages the country to overlook things that we don't overlook, almost expecting our barbarians to act barbaric. How about this for a resume? And I'm not talking about in the ring. I'm talking about out of the ring. John Jones has a hit and run on his record where he fled the scene leaving an injured pregnant woman before returning to the car to take cash out of the car and then leaving once again. He has two separate suspensions for cheating, two separate doping suspensions, and also pleaded no contest to battery charges against a waitress July 21st, 2019. Not even a year ago, and we're still celebrating him this past weekend as defending the light heavyweight title and maybe being the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. He's a monster, and we need to treat him like we would treat other sporting stars from other sports when it comes to their their, uh, off-the-field, out-of-the-octagon resume. Virginia Tech basketball lost to Boston College in overtime. They are gassed. 
They are fatigued. Their legs are not under them. Until they hit overtime and you get that extra uh, jolt of, of adrenaline, their shots were not falling. They were struggling. If you take Landers Nolly out of the equation, he did have a good game. The team shot the ball very poorly, and that comes from fatigue. That comes from not being able to get your feet under you. Luckily for the Hokies, their their heart was still in it. Their mind was still in it. Their fight was still in it. They're still 100% bought in to Mike Young and his program, and that's how they were able to force it to overtime after trailing for much of the game. But unfortunately for them, it still looks like they're going to be gassed. I do like the final shot, though. It was no good in overtime, but I like Landers Nolly taking it. He shot 54.5% from the field. The rest of the team shot 38.6. He shot 42.8% from three. The rest of the team shot 26.3. I want him taking the shot, and more importantly, I want him to want to take that shot. And on top of all of that, the absolute biggest story of the entire weekend is our very own producer, Lobro, has gotten engaged. Shout out to him. Shout out to his future wife, Allie. We are super stoked for them. And that's how you end. Gotcha covered. Lobro. Tim. Engaged. I am engaged. Is there anything you want to say to your, your lovely fiance, Allie? Well, she's at work now, so she's probably not listening to this. She, she can listen to the podcast. Oh, okay. that's right. Uh, Well, you know. Hi. Oh. <laughs> oh, guys. Oh, man. He's blushing. You're killing me over here, Tim. Oh. You're killing me. Did you have a speech? You don't have to tell us the speech, but did you have a speech? I mean, I had, like, ideas of what I wanted to say in my mind, you know, and... Uh, and did it all come out? I Probably not all of it exactly the way I wanted it to. You, you, want, it, you want to hear my yeah. engagement story? This is... This is how it happens, right? I, I'm obviously someone who, um, I don't, I don't mind a good monologue. You know what I mean? I'm someone. I mean, I do what I do for a living for a reason, right? I can take ten minutes and chew it up pretty good. Uh, so I had, I had all these thoughts. I had stories I was gonna tell. You know, I was, I was thinking about bringing a knee pad so my knee wouldn't get tired. You know what I mean? Um, you don't have to kneel the entire ten minutes. Well, as I was going to, uh, and I, and I told. Through, through work, I had a connection to a photographer. So, so I told the photographer, listen, I need you to kind of be stealth. I need you to be, be hidden, right? I need you to uh, try to get pictures. If you can only get wide shots because you're too far away, that's fine. Um, but but I, you know, I'd like for you to be there to take pictures of the engagement. She said, cool. Um, and my, my boss was involved in this because my boss connected me with the photographer. It was all kind of a, 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 a group effort to get the photographer there. And literally, we're walking to the location that I plan on uh, proposing. Have not proposed yet. And both my boss and the photographer come walking into plain sight, screaming, congratulations, did she say yes? And I'm like, I haven't even asked yet. So I have to quickly drop to a knee. Uh, we were doing. I was doing it in like this gazebo bandstand thing. <laughs> so I didn't even get up the stairs. Halfway up the stairs, I just drop to a knee and and throw out like you know twelve words ending with with uh, "Will you marry me?" and and I, I didn't get a chance to do my my long monologue, but it worked out. She Aww. said she said yes, and that was sheesh. Four years ago now, we've been married for three years and fifteen days. That's pretty funny though. In fifteen days, it'll be three years. So wow, congrats. Um, 
in 15 days, it'll be three years. That's what I said, right? Did I get those reversed? I think you said four days. Uh, it's in 15. The 25th of February is our anniversary. Um, but it's it's like, yeah, it all started with me having to be rushed because <laughs> communication was, was an issue. That's hilarious. Uh, let's talk basketball. Let's talk Duke, North Carolina. Uh, there are a few things in life that are guaranteed, right? Death, taxes, tides, those types of things. Um, Duke, North Carolina being a competitive game is one of them. It doesn't matter if Duke is a top 10 team, if North Carolina stinks. It doesn't matter if Cole Anthony's playing, if he's not. It doesn't matter if Roy Williams is crying on the sideline or if Coach K is yelling at the student section. It does not matter. Those two teams, when they play, it will always be competitive. It's part of the reason why I believe if you take your own biases aside, right, meaning you don't add extra weight or value to a rivalry because it involves your favorite team. If you take all of that out, Duke, North Carolina is the great Duke, North Carolina basketball specifically is the greatest rivalry in sports. The, the, there's something about a college rivalry that's better than a professional rivalry. I'll stick with that till my dying day. And, and just the, the quality of program, the competitiveness, again, you have to work hard to eliminate your own biases, but that rivalry is special. Um, it came down to two missed free throws for the team that ended up winning, intentionally missed or otherwise. Uh, it came down to overtime. It came down to Trey Jones being a better point guard than Cole Anthony in that game. Maybe not a better in potential, but Trey Jones was the best player on the floor for large stretches. Um, Duke beats North Carolina in overtime. I would expect every game between those two schools to be that good. Let's take a break. When we come back, Tom Brady getting a little uh, – becoming a Twitter gangster. Right? Real tough behind the keyboards. Next. Take the Tim Donnelly Show with you anywhere you go. Streaming worldwide on WRADradio.com. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM. Before we move another step, everybody, Make yourselves aware of the Collision Plus, 540-953-3910. That's Collision Plus, and the phone number is 540-953-3910. Collision Plus has been providing quality auto body repair to the greater New River Valley since 1991. Great year. With superior work, premium product use, and customer service that is unmatched in the collision service industry, Collision Plus has established itself as an elite vehicle repair facility not only in southwest Virginia, but also nationally. So go ahead and make sure you have this phone number, 540-953-3910. You don't even have to leave the New River Valley for excellent auto body repair. Now, on the Baker Team Hotline, we have a caller. Lobro, who are we talking to? We got Rocky calling in on the Baker Team Hotline. Rocky on the Baker Team Hotline. What's going on, my man? Hey, do you know if uh, Ricky Walker is going to be Eligible to play against the Seattle Dragons on Saturday after throwing a punch? I, I I know he was ejected. I have not seen anything regarding a suspension, so I would assume he's going to be allowed to play. I mean, three quarters essentially, which is which is what the the ejection cost him, is a pretty hefty uh, penalty. I wouldn't expect a suspension, but we don't know how the XFL is going to handle these things moving forward. Well, this is our year for the Tampa Bay Vipers, my number one team. I've been a Vipers fan for a long time. They, they so. did. They didn't look. They didn't look great over the weekend. Well, we're going to get Quentin Flowers going. You know, Aaron Murray. He's going to be sitting on the bench, so I think Tressman's going to get it figured <laughs> out. 
And uh, you, you know, sound, you sound like a is not bad. You sound like a Bears fan for for like ten, uh, the two years he was there, right? We're gonna bench Cutler. Tressman's gonna figure it out. We're just fine. <laughs> yeah, we're just fine. I think this is our year. I mean, I've been a Vipers fan for a long time, and I had a lot of optimism going into this season. So, you know, I think they'll bounce back against the Seattle Dragons. The one thing you can say about Jim Zorn is, after all these years, he's still a terrible football coach. Um, super psyched for the XFL. I think, like you said, it's it's not terrible football, and I'll take it. Anything that spares me from the NBA, I will gravitate towards at this time of the year. So let's go, Vipers. Let's get it done. Let's bring that championship back to Tampa Bay and celebrate like crazy. So that's all I got. Talk to you later, Tim. Appreciate it, Rocky. Uh, Lobro, I think we need to get you a team. I think we need to get you an XFL team. So, so here's what we're going to do. I'm on the Roughnecks, right? I'm a Roughnecks guy. Okay. Uh, we'll give Rocky the Tampa Bay Vipers because he seemed so, uh, so gung-ho about the Vipers. So I'm going to read the other teams. And just off of a, um, like a, like a pure gut feeling, when you feel one that, that, that captures your heart, let us know. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I've already kind of – I don't know if I've necessarily picked one. But, like, the one I think that sticks out to me is the D.C. Defenders. Why is that? I don't know. I kind of like the whole D.C. Defenders. I feel like it just rolls off the tongue really well. So you're a fan of alliteration. And plus, it's also, like... They are the only alliteration in in the league. It saves us from bad D.C. football, I guess. Possibly. But there's also the Battle Hawks. See, that's an awesome name. Battle Hawks sounds like a video game team. Like, that sounds like an awesome The name. Seattle Dragon sounds like it was created by second graders. They got to vote on the logo. Yeah, that, that sounds like a sounds like a wreck. Wildcats, if you're going to be, like, if you have the Renegades, the Defenders, the Roughnecks, the Battlehawks. Oh, the Guardians. And then you're going to go with the Wildcats? Wildcats is like the, it's like being the Tigers. It's like the most overdone high, thing uh, in the world. The uh, high school, the mu- movie High School Musical, they're the Wildcats. So is that, that that's <laughs> captured your heart? Uh, no, no, it's not. Um. I'm a big fan. I like the new the New York Guardians logo. It's really cool looking. I've I've been told I have a buddy from New Jersey that went to the New York Guardians, uh, the game. He said in this in the stands the fans are already using the term "we," so they they've already got a fan base that is like invested. I'm not sure if they're willing to take on bandwagoners. They might they might already. Oh, okay. They might already be like, it's us, it's us, it's us against us, 100% in, 100% out. Dallas has a really cool logo as well. It's got that bandana with the red eyes. Like, that's pretty menacing looking, mm-hmm. too. But, uh, wow. So, so I'm a roughneck. We gave Rocky the, the Vipers. So you can pick between the Dallas Renegades, the DC Defenders, the LA Wildcats, the New York Guardians, the St. Louis Battlehawks, or the Seattle Dragons. Wow. See, I'm I'm very <laughs> not picking. I mean, the there dragons. is no wrong answer here. Yeah, you know what? Give me the Dallas Renegades. Uh, we'll go with the Renegades. Right, they they got the cool uh the cool red you, eyes. You always bandana. have to think of how the logo is gonna look on a hat. So so you, you went with the Dallas Renegades. Good yep. on you. Um we didn't get to this, so we'll get to it after the break. Tom Brady uh becoming a Twitter gangster. Real tough behind the keyboard. Gosh, those are the worst types of people. Uh, we're going to talk about that and much, much more when we come back. We'll actually talk golf in two different two different avenues. Next, right here, Tim Donnelly Show.
Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM as well. Uh, we are live inside the Mockadoo studio, and it might be Monday morning. And we do appreciate you all for uh, starting your week with us, waking up with us on a Monday. I know that sometimes getting out of bed is the hardest thing to do on a Monday. Um, I do encourage you all to attack Monday with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. But I also encourage you, if you so need to, to get your motivated self rolling, to look towards the weekend and think about what you have planned for next weekend. Think about the friends and family you can chill with next weekend, whether it's tailgating, whether it's watching the game, whether it's hanging out, whether it's taking in new teams. But one thing you need to do is, while doing that, grab Dos Equis, stretch the truth, and keep it interesante. Because after all... (laughs) Do you think that alarm can be heard through? Oh, I have absolutely no doubt that okay. that beeping can There's be heard. an alarm going on around here. We're going to get it taken care of. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't, um, couldn't, couldn't focus. Uh, so where was I? Oh, yes. When you're hanging out with friends and family, grab yourself a Dos Equis, stretch the truth a little, and keep it interesante. For example, uh, that alarm is something very basic that happens in radio all the time. But if I were stretching the truth a little, I would say it was our Jaguar alarm. And as soon as we leave here, we're going to have to bare knuckle fight a jungle cat. That honestly sounds like an awesome story. Right? It stretches the truth. It makes it more interesante. And, uh, and it gives you a chance to, uh, you know, hold court in the center of your friends. Man, if someone's talking about bear, like, you know, bear hand fighting a jaguar, jaguar. like, I'm listening. I, I tell people this all the time, uh, especially when you're a kid. And, um, you know, every couple weeks, a new kid shows up with a cast at school. Uh, you know, they broke something. I was like, how'd you do it? And they're like, oh, I, you know, I dove into the deep end or the shallow end or it's a like fell uh, off a bike. Yeah, or- I was I was my little sister jumped in front of my bike and I slammed on the brakes and went over the handlebars. I'm like, ah, no, 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 no. Make up a better story than that. Right. And then and then by the end, it's like, well, I was fighting a bear. And, uh, you know, as soon as I had the bear in a sleeper hold, the, a wolf jumped on my back. So I had to fight the wolf off with just my, the, you know, my, my left elbow. And it just stretched the truth. There's, there's just something funny about thinking about like a, like a, like a seven year old fighting <laughs> off a bear and a wolf. Like, got, got to go into goodness. sleep. Go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Just go to sleep, Yogi. Just go to sleep. Uh, either way, stretch the truth a little. Uh, tell a story. Make it great. Don't let the truth get in the way of an entertaining story. Uh, it is, uh, as always, keep it interesante. Dos Equis, always drink responsibly. Now, Peyton Manning played in the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm. Uh, and he holed out a 40-some-odd putt, right? Played well, uh, made a couple of really impressive shots on par threes. Um, but he also set himself up for a birdie to which the four-play podcast decided to comment Tom Brady would have sunk it. Yikes. Tom Brady responded with, not true. Peyton is the better golfer right now. He's had much more practice these past few years. Essentially saying he's better than me because I'm still playing football. He's better than me because I'm still doing what he wishes he could still be doing because I didn't fall off. First of all, I like trash talk, right? When, when two of the greatest of their generation start chirping each other, I like it. And I don't think it's, it's vitriol-induced, right? I don't think it's, you know, they genuinely dislike each other as humans and they want to see each other crumble. I think it's more playful than that, right? It's, it's um, 
LeBron and Kobe, right? We're seeing now through through LeBron's tributes to Kobe Bryant that they were closer friends than many of us believed they were. But in public, they took shots at each other, right? On uh, on James Corden. Have you seen, um, oh, what is it called? Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts on James Corden? Have you seen sp- Spill Your Guts or Fill Your Guts on James Corden? Um, I've seen, I don't think I've seen that segment. Okay, there. it's basically they put like um, lizard guts in front of you or something gross, a scorpion spit in front of you, and they say, we're going to ask you a question. You can either answer the question or you can eat what's in front of you. And and they gave Kobe, uh, I want you to rank from one to three, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James. And he put LeBron third, right? He put himself one, Mike two, LeBron three. So, so like th- that kind of stuff seems playful, right? And I think Peyton and Tom have a similar type of relationship, right? It's like they're going to talk trash in the media, but if they're ever in the same room together, they're going to shake it up and, and be, be buddies. But this is why no one likes Tom Brady. Because hmm. he put himself number one, right? No, no, no. I have no problem no, with putting yourself number one if asked. It's, it's the reason why Peyton Manning perceivably isn't still playing in the NFL like Tom is because during Peyton's career, he didn't sleep 12 hours a day and drink two gallons of water a day and eat avocado ice cream and stretch every day and and go to sleep at 8.30 at night and go to Montana where he can sleep in a hyperbaric chamber. Peyton, by all accounts, was a normal dude who had an obsession with football, but no different than any other workaholic, right? He put in his time, he put in his studying, he performed on Sundays, but do you know what he did after a win? He enjoyed a couple beers. Do you know what Tom Brady doesn't do? That, right? If 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 we went around, and, and me and my friends do this occasionally, right? And you just say, anyone in sports. Actually, I'll ask you this, Lobro. Okay. Anyone in sports, if you could spend an afternoon at a sports bar with. Okay. Put away a couple, couple of orders of potato skins put away a couple of drinks, hang out, talk, listen to their stories, you tell some stories, you know, watch the the basketball game, whatever's going on. Who in sports would you want to be number 1? Like just anybody. Anybody. Anyone? Yeah. Ooh. See, whenever I think number 1, like greatest athlete, it's like Did- it's always like some like Michael Jordan. Okay. For um and and, the, and part of it is that, right? Like Wayne Gretzky, like you you just want to talk to someone who is absolute great just to see if that greatness might rub off on you. But but then there's guys like, you know, like I think Tony Romo would be a great hang. I don't know how good of a quarterback he was in the pantheon of all the great quarterbacks, but I think if you like if you put him in in a social situation, he's going to be a good dude to hang out Wait, with. Wait, actually, uh actually I just literally thought of who I don't know, I was a big like I'm a big Tony Hawk fan. Tony yeah, Hawk, Tony, like Tony Hawk's Hawk. awesome. Like I think he'd be such a cool dude. And exactly. He seems like he'd be a good conversationalist. He'd listen to you as much as you'd listen to him. Oh yeah. Peyton Manning, I think, is probably top five for a lot of people on that list. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady is on no one's list. And if you're not from Boston, if you're not like, if you don't drop your eyes and, 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 and go to Harvard Yard, like if, if that's not you, then you do not want Tom Brady anywhere near your good time. Like imagine making fun of someone for playing like a good golf shot because it means he's not playing football anymore. He played for 18 years. Payne Manning had a pretty good career. 
Peyton Manning knew when to stop, too. You could, ar- you could argue, statistically, his career is greater than anything Tom Brady ever did. And, and he was a normal guy throughout. Right? And he was someone that you'd like to grab a beer with. Tom Brady, have, have you ever, um, there's actually a clip on Stephen Colbert from years ago now uh, where Tom Brady ch- chugs a beer against Stephen Colbert. And one of the more impressive things I've ever seen, Tom Brady can drink like a pint of beer in like 0.6 seconds. It, it looks like it's being sucked down a vacuum. It's, mm. it's ridiculous. That's not how you're supposed to drink a beer. You're supposed to drink a beer by like sipping it, chugging it, right? Laughing, burping, telling your friends. Like he turns drinking a beer into like being a vacuum cleaner. He's like making it like he wants to be the best at that too. At, it's, at just it's like literally at some downing point, it. Tom. Everything's like even him being a worse golfer than Peyton Manning. He has to turn into a competition that he wins by winning football. To be fair, the Stephen Colbert thing was a competition. I mean, not re- like the uh, Stephen Colbert brought it up because he was something he like he had heard Tom Brady could do. Oh, it was like a it was like a carnival trick. Hmm. But but my point is like. What's wrong with just saying, like, that's a great shot by Peyton? Right? Instead of making it, I wanted this football thing, and because of that, it'll take me a few years to catch up to him on the golf course. What a snob. Speaking of the opposite of snobs, on that same golf course, Nick Taylor. Ready for this one? Nick Taylor, in his career as a PGA Tour pro, PGA Tour Pro in his career, he had one win, and he made $5.1 million in his career, which is really, really good. Like, don't get me wrong. $5.1 million, most people can retire off that. Um, but he had one win, and there are expenses that come with with golf, right? It's not a team. You pay your travel. You pay everything to and from. You pay for, for you know, your, your coaches and all that. This past weekend, he won the AT, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am which doubled his career wins and gave him $1.4 million. Cha-ching. He went from 5.1 in career earnings to 6.5 in four days. Now, I'm not great at math. It's $350,000 a day. It's pretty incredible. And it got me thinking, right? There were two moments where I felt like he could have lost it, where the wheels could have come off. At the start of the third round, He went two over through four. Brought it back from a two-stroke lead uh, to a tie. Two over four. To me, on that fifth hole, he's putting. And this is not an exaggeration. Not an exaggeration at all. He is standing over a putt. And you have to think about this. He's putting with probably half a million dollars on the line. If he doesn't get it together, right then and there, probably finishes 26th, gets $100,000. But if he gets it together right there, probably guarantees himself like seven, 800000 finishing in the top five. I don't know what I would do in that moment, but I know my hands would not be steady. I know my... Uh, it'd be, you ever see the, the videos of people right before they bungee jump when they're like, no, 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 I'm going to do it, but no, 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 I'm going to... That would be me putting. 
The other time I thought he might lose it was starting the back nine on Sunday. The weather had gotten absolutely crazy. The wind was pushing the ball all over the place. The grounds, uh, especially the greens, were playing like hardwood. Started the back nine on Sunday, bogey, bogey, par, double bogey. Four over through four holes. Uh, he, and, and I know he's kind of being updated on what's going on elsewhere, and, and guys like Phil weren't exactly taking advantage. But this is Nick Taylor. You would think Phil would be able to get it back together because Phil's been in a billion of these. Nick Taylor has not been at the lead of a PGA Tour event that often, and he went bogey, bogey, par bogey before chipping in on the next hole and stoning one on the 17th to end up having a four-stroke lead going down 18. And again, that chip, he chipped it in after going bogey, bogey, par, double bogey. Standing over that chip, going for the hole, is pure cojones. Is pure intestinal fortitude. Nick Taylor, even though he's Canadian, earned a fan in me over the weekend. $1.4 million. Can you imagine calling your wife after that? Honey, we had a good weekend. Man. Right? Like, like, I mean, any salesperson that gets a commission, right? Like, hey, we got a couple extra grand coming in this this month. Uh, You know, I think we should put it away for the kids' education. He's like, "Uh, kids' education's paid for, so is the beach house. That's insane. By the way, where do you want to go on vacation? I just made $1.4 million in four days. And I got a cool trophy, so clear spot on the mantelpiece. It's all coming home. That's just, uh, I don't know what it would be like playing for that much money. Like I've gotten like a few times on the course, I've gotten to the point where I have like enough money that I'm sweating it out on the line, right? You play your buddies like, you know, $10 a hole or something like that. And, you know, you either get up or down by enough that you're like, oh my gosh, there's a good amount of money on this. And it's like, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. I can't imagine $1.4 million on a golf round. I should start. And, and, I should start practicing. And that, you, that's awesome. Like, man, and they're good. I mean, it, it, that's, that's amazing. And there's no way you can't think about it. Brooks Kepka c- contends. He he tries to convince us that he doesn't think about the money on the line when he's playing tournament golf. You wouldn't. I mean, the way he looks, you wouldn't think about you it. You ha- It has to come through your mind. It has to. There's. I don't care how much money you have. A million dollars has to come through your mind. Let's take a break. When we come back, quick picks here on the Tim Donnelly Show to round out the show. Stick around. Sports in the NRV just got a wake-up call. Wake up. The Tim Donnelly Show continues next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460 AM. Lobro and I were just discussing the price of, of gear, merchandise, at concerts, right? Yeah. Why'd you look at me like that? Oh, I was just, I mean, I was remembering, yeah, like we just talked about that. Literally like, during that commercial break. It's really, okay. it's, it's, it's weird how much they fluctuate. Um, part of, and, and part of that is sometimes they get expensive. But you were talking about how you still like them, right? It says the town that you saw it in or the city you saw it in, the band, like it's a good memory for you. Yeah. So I would advise everyone of this. Buy your tickets to a concert on SeatGeek, S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. If, if you download it and use promo code TIM, you get $10 off your first purchase. You can then take that $10 and put it towards a band t-shirt, a hoodie, a CD, whatever, a bumper sticker, 
whatever you want from that that so you can get yourself some some swag, right? You go on Seat Geek app, look up your comedy show, your your concert, your sporting event, whatever it is. Find a great price. Take that money that you save. Use promo code Tim. Get ten dollars off your first purchase. Use that money that you save and get yourself some some swag, right? If you're at a game, get yourself a pennant, a foam finger, a hat, whatever it is you're looking for, a jersey. If you're at a, a comedy event, get the, the comedy CD, the T-shirt. If you're at a concert, get the band tee. We save you money, so then you have more money to spend on the stuff that you want. I mean, of course, you want to go to the concert. Exactly. But you, but you, but you want you're not going to get the band tee if you don't go to the concert. So let's get you to the concert for cheaper. So then you can afford to get the, the merch. Right. Get yourself a lanyard that says, rock on. <laughs> rock on. Rock on. February 10th at the, you know, whatever venue. Um, let's go ahead and jump into picks real quick here. A big, big college basketball game. Top 10 matchup in the ACC. Uh, Florida State number eight visiting Duke number seven. Uh, Florida State hasn't played a ranked opponent since beating Louisville on January 4th. So over a month. Duke hasn't played a ranked opponent since losing to Louisville on January 19th. So that would say that Florida State is the better team, common opponent, common good opponent. I actually think that's probably true. Go ahead and give me Florida State to pull off the upset on the road in Cameron. Uh, NBA, Hornets at Pistons. The Pistons traded Andre Drummond, and that means the Hornets have an opportunity to squeak in here and get a discombobbled Pistons team. Give me the Hornets. Nets at Pacers. I think the Pacers are too good at home to be upset by a not very good Nets team. Give me the Pacers. Hawks at Magic. The Hawks are not very good, even though they have some star power. Give me the Magic. Timberwolves at Raptors. I think the T-Wolves with Russell are going to have a little boost here in energy. Go ahead and give me the T-Wolves. Kings at Bucks. There's no use in picking against Giannis. Give me the Bucks. Jazz at Mavs. I think the Mavs, even though they're a little iffy as of late at home, can hold off the Jazz. Spurs against the Nuggets. The Nuggets are the better team. Spurs are not very good. Give me the Denver Nuggets. Heat at Warriors. The Warriors are even more in flux. Even though Andrew Wiggins looked good in his debut, I still want the Heat here. Uh, And then Suns at Lakers. This one's easy. One team's really good. One team's not. Go ahead and give me the Lakers. And with that, that essentially takes our Monday to a close. I do want to remind everybody one more time, follow us on social media, at Donnelly Sports, at Donnelly Show on Twitter, uh, The Tim Donnelly Show on Facebook. Uh, the Donnelly Show account on Twitter and the Tim Donnelly Show account on Facebook post the podcasts every single day as they are posted. Uh, so you can catch those throughout the day. Again, we're a morning show now. We have been for a little over a month, but that doesn't mean you can't listen to us in the afternoon. You just have to do it on the podcast. And of course, our number two every single day is the Hokie Hour. Tomorrow's Tuesday, so we're going to have a top Tuesday beginning bright and early at 6. Another list at 7, another list at 8. So it'll be a really, really fun show here on the Tim Donnelly Show in the morning, tomorrow morning. Uh, Until then, have a great day and night, everybody.